Hey, Badass Crew, it's Jenny Bellinger, your direct sales dom, helping you whip your business into shape. I am here because I just got done reading slash listening to Said the Lady with the Blue Hair. This book was amazing. I absolutely love the story. I loved the audiobook because it had both the authors taking turns reading different parts of it. But what was really super valuable is the fact that it was not only told as a story, but they incorporated seven amazing rules that is going to help anybody in business move forward. And they did it in a way that makes a lot of sense and it fits right in with the story. It was so beautifully done. And the story was something that really touched my heart. And I definitely want you as one of the badass crew to have access to this. So what I'm going to encourage you to do is go to saidtheladywiththebluehair.com and get a copy of the book if you prefer a physical copy or go into your audiobook app, whatever that may be, and get the audio book because I absolutely adored their voices and hearing the two of them tell this story. It was absolutely phenomenal. And the other thing that I want you to go do is go join. If you read the book and listen to the book, go join the Blue Hair Brigade group on Facebook. You'll know you're in the right place because you'll see that I'm a member of the group, but it's the Blue Hair Brigade on Facebook. If you want to get to know these authors, they do interviews every Thursday night. They have conversations right there live in the Facebook group, and they share some of these amazing rules and just have a lot of fun together. And frankly, Lisa Wilbur said, Corsets and Whips? This is my new favorite podcast. So, hey, you know, you know she's one of ours. (laughs) So if you haven't already, go click on said the lady with the blue hair.com and get a copy of the book or go to your favorite audiobook app and get a copy of the audiobook right now. Welcome to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Badass Direct Sales Mastery is a podcast for rock star direct sales moms who are determined to make their business kick ass. Jenny will share her knowledge of effective sales and recruiting techniques, tips to get what you want from your business, and will interview direct sales professionals and leaders from various companies. The interviews will give insight to how these rock stars got to where they are and where they plan to grow in the future. And now, the direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Welcome back to another episode of Badass Direct Sales Mastery. I'm your host, your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger, helping you whip your business into shape. Today, I have with me Bob Berg. And some of you may be thinking to yourself, that sounds really familiar. And that's probably because you know him because you've read the book, The Go-Giver, or anyone in the Go-Giver series. There are so many of them. The Go-Giver is a Wall Street Journal and Business Week bestseller and has sold over a million copies, and it has consistently stayed in the top 25 of the Porch Lights business book bestsellers list. 
So I just want to jump into this conversation with Bob. So welcome to the show. Thank you, Coach Jenny. Great to be with you. Oh, my gosh. I am super excited because I was first introduced to the Go-Giver book probably in like, I think, 2011, 2012, when I was actively working my network marketing business, direct sales business. And it really changed how I approached my business, how I approached life. Is that something that you see regularly? I'm sure you probably hear that all the time about the the go giver. What what got you to to write this book in this way? Well, you know, it's always a nice compliment to hear something like that. And other people, you hear them say, "This is what I always did," but nobody believed me. And then they use that book as sort of third party credibility. That oh yeah, it really does get out. People don't listen to you. I know you led a huge organization, and you probably saw that you would teach someone something. They wouldn't listen. Someone else came in and said the same thing. And they said, Jenny, you wouldn't believe what this person said. And you probably went, yeah, just keep listening to them. That's great. Uh-huh. And, right? So <laughs> time after time. And now that's actually how I make my living. I'm the third right, party. The third who- party credibility. <laughs> right. Exactly. I'm the one who comes in for the, the direct sales leaders who are looking for that expert voice to, to right. get their team to do the thing. Right. <laughs> so. How did you come up with these? And I know you co-wrote this with John David Mann. Okay. How did you come up with these laws and the story? Well, some of it was based on my first book, which was called Endless Referrals. The subtitle was Network Your Everyday Contacts into Sales, which was basically a how-to book on how entrepreneurs and salespeople who knew they had a great product or service, but they didn't necessarily feel comfortable meeting people and creating relationships with people in their areas and doing so in such a way that people would feel comfortable with them, would want to do business with them directly, would want to refer them to others. So Endless Referrals was simply a system. You know, what is a system? Really, it's nothing more than the process of predictably achieving a goal uh, based on a logical and specific set of how-to principles, right? The key is predictability. If it's been proven that by doing A, you'll get the desired results of B, you know all you need to do is A and continue to do A, and you'll get the desired results. And it was that was a system for doing so. But I, and it was based on a premise, and that is, which I've been saying for 30 years or however long I've been doing this, and that is that all things being equal, people will do business with and refer business to those people they know, like, and trust. So I had always thought, though, wouldn't it be great if we could take this, the basic idea of this how-to book and put it into parable form? Because, you know, parables are stories. Stories connect, as you know, much more on a heart-to-heart level. And uh, fortunately, I met John David Mann, who was the editor-in-chief of a, of a network marketing magazine that I used to write for, used to write a monthly column for. And John had a, a wonderful reputation as a fantastic writer, and which he is. And, and I brought this idea to him about, you know, what is it that really separates the people who are able to have, you know, okay businesses and those who have just flourishing businesses who find they can connect with people quickly and sustainably and create those no like and trust relationships well they're givers they're always looking for ways to give value to others and i told him about the the idea of a book i had and the goat giver and blah 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 well he fortunately liked the idea and um we got together on he was the lead writer and main storyteller though believe me this guy is a one i'm a how-to guy you know he's he's a he's he, he's that but he's also a great storyteller but, you know, we, it took us a few, just a few months to write it. We got turned down by 24 publishing houses. And then the 25th one finally picked us up. And, you know, it's been a good ride. Yeah, I was going to say, I bet they're really happy they were. 
<laughs> they were the next one that you reached out to, right? right? They're really happy you didn't give up at 24. No, that that's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> and so have you seen, since you wrote the book in the early 2000s, have you seen a shift in the way any of these laws, because you have the five laws of stratospheric success, uh-huh. is there a way that they have shifted or changed in that time because of how we now connect digitally with people instead of, or not instead of, but there's more digital connection than there right. is in-person connection. Well, as you know, the laws or principles never change. Mm. What changes are strategies, tactics, if you will, you know, different adjustments to do things in different ways. But you know what? It's still that people, you know, all things being equal, People do business with and refer business to those people, not those computers Mm. they know, like, and trust. And so anything, you know, the book's been out, I guess, what, 15 years now? And in that time, you know, sure, social media has become even more prevalent. And these uh, these principles work just as well with social media. We don't, John and I don't believe it's an either or. We think it's an and. But it's still all about the relationships. And it's still all about before you tweet, post, pin whatever it is that you're doing, it, you know, it's asking yourself the question is what I'm about to communicate, what I'm about to put out there, is it going to add value mm-hmm. to those who see it? And if it does, great. You're probably following the laws. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And for the people who haven't yet heard, read the book or listened to the Audible yet, you know, I have to say, I really love the adding value piece, right? Because it's, the the way you explained it in the book is so interesting and how it got put into play to add value with something as simple as making a connection for somebody. It can sometimes be as simple as that. You know, really, when we talk about being a go-giver, it, it, the basic principle or premise is this, that shifting your focus, and this is really where it all, and you know, you talk about that in your story where when you first got into direct sales, you know, it was kind of all about you and you were hitting people up and you were, well, when you find, when you realize that, no, it's about them and that it was a matter of attracting them to you by being the person who you were, which was someone focused on them, that made a huge difference. Uh So it's shifting your focus from getting to giving. Now, when we say giving, we simply mean constantly and consistently providing immense value to others, understanding that doing so is not only a more pleasant, more fulfilling way of conducting business, sure, but it's also the most financially profitable way as well. And not for some way out there, woo-woo, magical, mystical type of reasons. Oh, just do good things and get... No, not, not at all. It's actually very rational. It's very logical. When you're that person who can take your focus off yourself and place it on serving others, discovering what they need, what they want, what they desire... When you can place your focus on helping them overcome their challenges, when you can move off of yourself and focus on helping them move closer to happiness, well, people feel good about you. They feel great about you. They want to get to know you. They like you. They trust you. They want to do business with you, but they also want to tell others all about you. They want to be your personal walking ambassador. When we talk about value, which by definition is simply the relative worth or desirability of a thing, of something to the end user. It simply means what can you add to this person's life 
that's going to make them feel good about it and good about you. It's the it's creating the entire experience. It's the excellence you display in everything you do. It's how you make a person feel about themselves at every touch point. From the moment you meet that person, whether it's something inbound, outbound, at your local uh, business function or expo, to the relationship building process, to the follow-up, the follow-through, the sales process, the referral process. It's how you display excellence, consistency, attention to them as a human being, empathy, and gratitude, appreciation. It's, it's all those things. And when you do this, you create a wonderful value-based experience that's worth 10 times, 100 times more than any money they may exchange with you. Oh, yeah. And, you know, oftentimes when I'm doing um, sales presentations, talking to people about how to shift out of sales that feel awful to sales that feel good, it really is about that shifting the attention off of what you're going to get yeah. from the sales process like you're just, like you're talking about right now is that's why so many people fear sales is, mm-hmm. you know, because it feels gross to them because where's their focus? You know what, Coach Jenny, themselves. you hit it on the head. That's exactly right. See, you know, most people when they say, well, I don't like sales, it's not that they don't like sales. It's that they don't like what they think sales is. If you think selling is about trying to convince someone to buy something they don't want or need, well, who would want to do that? That's yucky, right? Yeah. Use a technical term there, but yeah. (laughs) And, you know, but if we look at selling instead as simply discovering what that other person does want, does need, does desire, and helping them to get it, now we can feel great about selling. That's what selling actually is. Oh, yeah. It always floors people when I tell them I have a hundred percent sales conversion rate and they go how is that possible and I said because I'm not always selling for me (laughs) I'm listening to what the other person wants and if their top of mind problem is not something I solve I'm going to introduce them to the person the business that does Mm -hmm. that's how you have a hundred percent sales conversion rate and it's But that's the adding of the value, right? The making of the connection. And then they want to do something good back for you because they know you, quote unquote, gave up the sale to this other business. So they go, well, how can I help you? You help me solve that problem. Well, they also know that you're someone who can be trusted. They know you have their well-being at heart. Yeah. So the more that you give value to the marketplace, to those around you, to those whose lives you touch, when you give value to others, which is law one, when you touch the lives of many, which is law two, when you place their interests before your own, not in a self-sacrificial way, not in a doormatty type of way, not in a martyrish type of way, but understanding that they're going to do things for their reasons, not ours. Just like you referring someone else when you're not the solution, you're placing their interests. That's a wonderful thing. When you come at it from your true authentic core, what you've done, and when you've done all that without attachment to the results, it doesn't mean you don't care, but you don't have an emotional attachment to the result. Your sense of joy, peace of mind, happiness is not dependent upon any one person, right? Then what happens is you've created what John and I call the benevolent context for your success. Oh, yeah. And I think that naturally will attract people in. It does. Right. It, it acts like an energetic. I mean, to go to the woo yeah. again. <laughs> it's not, though. It's not woo woo at all. It, it really is. That is what it is. Giving attracts because people know that when you do it genuinely and authentically, 
you have their best interest at heart. That inspires trust. And we go back again to know, like, and trust. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So going through and so giving value, serving others, and doing so from a place of, you know, putting others ahead of yourself. Let's talk about that doormat thing that you just talked yeah. about, because a lot of people are worried now. OK, so now I have to give all this stuff, you know, as Dr. Ivan Meisner says from BNI, givers gain, right? Absolutely. I've been giving, I've been giving a beginning. When when does the gaining start? How do okay. you not be the doormat? Where does that right. fit in? Okay, so let's kind of go back to something, but it's very important to make sure. this point. The first thing for, for anyone to understand is that there is nothing about being a go-giver that is congruent with being a doormat um, or with being a martyr or with being taken advantage of. And I would say to somebody that if you find yourself in a pattern of being taken advantage of. Not, I don't mean once or twice or every so often. We're human beings. In 80 years, that's going to happen sometimes. I'm talking about a pattern of this happening. I'll tell you, it's not because you're a nice person. It's not because you're a giving person. It's because you're doing things in a certain way that is creating the context for people to, to take advantage of you. Mm. Okay, And if that's the case, and you understand that, then first, congratulations, because it's only once we understand that there's an issue that we're in a position to overcome it. Okay. Right. So, so then it's a matter of asking, well, why is this so? Why am I always the one involved when I'm being taken advantage of? What am I doing that's causing this? What is the payoff for me on a conscious level? Okay. Is it that I get to, it's my excuse for not being successful? Well, after all, everyone's taken advantage. Is it that I like the sympathy I get when I can complain to my friends about being taken? And I'm not saying it is, by the way. I'm just saying we have to ask ourselves what the, we have to go deep because this is unconscious. Nobody consciously wakes up in the morning and says, hey, I think I'll go out there and be taken advantage of by somebody today. No, it's always unconscious. When that's the case, we've got to make the unconscious, we got to take the unconscious and make it conscious. Yeah. But there's always a payoff. There's always a reason. By the way, it might also be I don't have the skill set to know how to say no in a way that's graceful and tactful and respects my boundaries. So there's many reasons. But yeah, please be assured we're not taught when we say about go giver and placing other people's interests for we're not in any way talking about being taken advantage of. What we are saying is it's understanding that people do things for their reasons, not our reasons. When I speak at sales conferences, I often say, first thing I'll say is, you know, nobody's going to buy from you because you have a quota to meet. Okay? <laughs> no, they're not going to buy from you because you need the money, because you want to send your kid to a good school. They're going to, and they're not going to buy from you just because you're a nice person. They're going to buy from you or we can network market. They're going to join your organization or be a consumer or whatever, right. because ultimately they believe that they will be better off by doing so than by not doing so. And that's fine. That's the only reason why anyone should. But this is the one this is great because it means if you truly have a heart for service and for bringing value to others and can place your focus there, okay, and do so in the appropriate way, well, you're going to do fantastic. It's, you know, it's why John David Mann and I say that money is simply an echo of value, right? It's the thunder to values lightning simply means what? The value must come first. That must be your focus. The value comes first. The money you receive is simply a natural result of the value you've provided. Oh, my gosh. And now you and I met because 
I actually got to talk to Jeff West and Lisa Wilbur, who wrote a book that, that. It, oh my great gosh. Book, great book that they it wrote. It is fabulous. It said The Lady with the Blue Hair. Yeah. Fabulous book. But in there, they kind of address that. And I love the analogy that they used in there with the the giving, which is the giving of value. You can't walk up to a wood stove and expect it to start giving you heat. You have right. to put the wood in the stove and exactly. then you get the heat. Exactly. And that's, I mean, that's a, that's a law of life. Right. And successful people, and by the way, that's an adorable cat behind you. Oh, is, thank you. My it looks it looks a lot actually like my foster cat, buddy. Uh, I was gonna uh, ask you yeah, about him, yeah, but, but okay, yeah, continue. Buddy, buddy, buddy won't come up on a chair though. He's he's now at the point he's very relaxed in the house. He's doing great, but he's not a climber yet and doesn't you know really do that. But but it would have been fun if he came up there in the back of mine and I know. two of got to see each other. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know it's a universal law that the giving does come first. We sow before we reap. We plant before we harvest. We give before we receive. The challenge, though, is that you've got to be able to receive. You know, once you light that wood stove, you've got to be able to accept the heat. You've got to be able to receive the heat. And when you provide value to others, you've got to be able to receive the goodness that comes back to you in the form of monetary or in the form of kindness or in the form of whatever it happens to be. But, you know, unfortunately, the world around us gives us so many horrible, just horrible anti-prosperity messages uh-huh. that that people think there's something wrong with being wealthy or abundant or prosperous. You know, you must have done it on the backs of others or you must have taken advantage of someone or been nefarious in your business dealings. Well, first of all, it's a big world, so there's people who do lousy things. By and large, in, whenever there's a free market type of model, which network marketing and direct selling certainly is, and that free market simply means no one's forced to do business with you, right? You have uh-huh. to earn that. So in your model, the only way you can earn a whole lot of money is by serving a whole lot of people with exceptional value, right? And that's the great thing. And now I'm talking about both your consumers and those in your group, those you lead. You're, you know, you're simply the lead server. Oh, yeah. I I would agree with that. That is something that that I experienced both through the leader who brought me into the direct Mm -hmm. sales industry and then based on what she taught me and how she showed me and and modeled for me to be that kind of servant leader, turned around and did the same because she's the one who introduced me to the Go-Giver book, you know, because she was dead serious, dead serious. (laughs) And we actually, she actually would run a challenge once a year, which was called the Go-Giver Challenge, Uh, which was read the book and then... You know, she had a a week long challenge, a five day challenge, seven day challenge, whatever it was, where we would go and provide more value than we were compensated for, serve more people. Like we literally did for five days. I love it. And followed the laws. Created this challenge Mm -hmm. that helped build business because it was about Uh, the activity and practicing it. And so we would do this challenge. She would do the challenge and then I would do the challenge with my group. And it works. I mean, it really does. And right. and that's how my team got to number one in the world. That's how uh, her team got to number one in the world it. because we did that. 
You know, we taught our team to do things in a way that felt good, which is to connect with people. Right. That's what it's all about. You know, serve people. Don't try and sell them the thing just because you, like you said, make quota. Like, because <laughs> no one cares about that. <laughs> they don't. They truly no. don't. <laughs> now, it, you know, we kind of touched on this just a minute ago. So you foster animals. You love animals. This Everybody. is a part of your life that that is really important to you do you do you work with your your own clients to talk about you know having an organization uh that means something to them as part of their business model no not necessarily i mean i i think most people naturally have their causes you know and have their things that they feel good about and they feel that are important i think if you speak to most people they have a, either a charity they support or something they really believe in. So I, you know, I don't really feel that's, I don't really feel that's my place to necessarily say, as you're doing business, you need to have a cause you believe okay. in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think, yeah, no, they will already. I, I think it's, yeah, I, and I think it's more for me to encourage and say, that's fantastic. That's wonderful what you're doing. But I don't, yeah, I don't see that as like part of necessarily the go-giver process to do okay. that. Whereas it's more, you know, about helping them build their business. But at, by the same token, when there's a, if there's, let's say, a charity or a foundation or what have you that's going out to illicit donations, they need to understand the same thing. That right. when they're going out to their donor, potential donor, okay, that donor is not donating for the charity's reason. They're donating for the donor's reason. So they have to find out what is it that they value, okay? Now, some people, when they give to charity, they do it so that other people can know they're giving to charity. So in that case, you want to make sure that they know they're going to be acknowledged in some way. For some people, it's because they just have the great feeling of of what they're doing. It's congruent with their values, to do right? So in that case, you need to make sure they understand how their values are going to be fulfilled through giving. For someone else, it's that they want, you know, whatever. I mean, people have their different reasons, and our right. reasons isn't necessarily theirs. So you've got to go out the same way as though if you're doing network marketing or selling computers or insurance or whatever it happens to be. It's always about why the other person is going to take action, and our goal is to is to discover that and then help connect the benefits of what we sell with their desires. I love that. So now, Bob, what I want to ask you is how can I serve you? What do you have going on coming up next? How can I and my audience serve you? Well, first, you already have just by having me on your program. So, you know, that's a, a wonderful thing. But, you know, if people want to get, you know, kind of a a daily impact, if you will, and I'm I'm doing something I rarely rarely do, and that is multitasking because I'm actually uh, going to put something in your chat. It's the daily impact. It's a link to the daily e- impact uh, email. So I send that out five days a week. It's just a little kind of jolt for the day that kind of gets you going and gives you something to think about throughout the day. And it's a free subscription. So anyone who would like to sign up for that is more than welcome to where they can just visit Uh Berg, B-U-R-G dot com. And there'll be a little pop up thingy there that helps them do the same thing. Absolutely. Well, my badass crew knows that link is now in the show notes. 
Uh, okay. And for those who are <laughs> listening for the first time because they are coming to the show because they heard that you were going to be on it, if you want to <laughs> access the show notes, all you have to do is grab your phone as long as you're not driving. That's, that's right. <laughs> Click on today's episode, scroll up just a little bit, and you'll see a little blurb on there. Click where it says see more, and it will open up the entire show notes, and it'll give you access to Bob Berg's daily impact email newsletter sign up so that you can get that little burst of wonderfulness at the beginning of your day. I'm going to go uh, sign up for you. myself right now because I don't want to miss a Bob Bird, you know, bomb <laughs> starting my day. That sounds wonderful. So I thank you so very much for your generosity and sharing that with my audience. I so appreciate your time, your knowledge, and your expertise and sharing The Go-Giver. It is still one of my favorite books, one of the ones that I recommend when people ask me, you know, what are my top three recommendations? It is always in the top three. So thank wow. you so much. I so appreciate you. You just made my day. Thank oh, you. Oh, I made Bob Burns day. Yes, you did. Oh, my gosh. I'm so happy. <laughs> well, between the cat and saying that you're a top three book, I think I think that's a good one. <laughs> I'll take it. So, Bob, thank you again for being here today. And Badass Crew, you know how this goes. Stay tuned because there's another badass episode on its way. Thanks for listening to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Why are you waiting to go to BadassDirectSalesMastery.com? Don't make the dom get her whip. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to share it with another rock star that you know in direct sales after you subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. You can also check out the show notes for links and any contact information mentioned in today's episode. We'll see you next time.